And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Welcome. Welcome. We're back. We're back to my public life as an American nerd. I'm your host, Kevin. And with me today is the amazing, awesome, just totally all around cool toy collector. Uh, just guy, just awesome guy, Christian DeCorder. How are you doing today, man? Hello, friends. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. <sighs> Man, yeah, doing good. It's been a it's been a while since uh, we've done one of these. Uh, yeah, we've been it's on. It's good to be back, though, dude. It is. I'm excited. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun to get right back into it and talk about movie news and things we've been watching, things we've been doing. You know, just hanging out and chatting, which I always look forward to. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy last few months, um, mostly in the entertainment world. I know a lot of us have been busy, too. We just had Halloween pass and mm-hmm. everyone's getting ready for the holidays. So you have Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and all this stuff. And Can we can we just take a second? Because it feels like we're already on the holiday season of 2022. And wasn't it just last week when it was 2019? Yes. So how, how did we get here? Like- oh, my gosh, dude. It's insane. And it's funny, like the the the. But right after Halloween, like bam, everything hits Christmas, right? Like, yeah. Thanksgiving doesn't even exist anymore. No. Like, Thanksgiving <laughs> no. is like this, like just this thing that's just kind of in the middle there. You get to see family, get to eat lots of food, be thankful for what you have. Yeah. And it's like a one day thing, and then Christmas comes along. Some stores put their ho- their holiday stuff up before Halloween even hits. Yeah. So like I think they were like the ninety nine cent store already had Christmas yeah. stuff up. Target did too. Yeah. Target yeah, did too. It's there was, it was like two weeks before they were already taking down the Halloween stuff before Halloween even hit. So, man, give Halloween yeah. its spotlight. Man. Uh, please, Halloween please deserves a spotlight. It's it's a fun holiday. Like, you know, it's not a family. I mean, it's a family oriented in the, in yeah. the extent that you take your family out trick or treating and stuff. But man, it's like Christmas just hits, man, and it's been getting earlier and earlier every year. Really? It really has. Like, it's crazy. I remember it used to be like after Thanksgiving, like the day after Thanksgiving, it was okay to put up your Christmas tree. It was okay to go Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. But now it's like the day, you know, even before um, Halloween, people are doing Christmas shopping already and like yeah. all these things. And it's, it's insane. And you were, so you, you were telling me right before we started, you went to Disneyland yesterday and you said they're getting all like, they're already decked out for the holidays or getting there right so well when we went on halloween we went for oogie boogie and on our way out on the tram ride back to the parking lot we could see in the back lot area the giant tree it was and it was lit up but it was in the back lot so we're like oh my god like they're doing this tonight like because you know sometimes we think that like i think that they flip like their decorations overnight right i guess that when we went back a week later it was up at DCA at uh, California Adventure, right. but it wasn't up. It wasn't the big one that was up at Disneyland. So, um, I I think they announced that we're not they're not going to do like an overnight rollout. Um, that they're going to just slowly turn the park. So they did have like wreaths hanging in Main nice. Street. Uh, it wasn't full on yet, uh, but I think they're they're slowly preparing. I think the eleventh is when Christmas officially starts. Eleventh of November. November eleventh. 
Yeah, which is in uh, like a week, like next Friday. So wow, man. Uh, yeah. Well, we're so. in it now. We're in we're in the holiday seasons. I'm not gonna lie, I like Christmas too. Yeah. This is fun holiday. You get to watch all the Christmas movies. You get to listen to the Christmas music, and it's makes you feel all good and fluffy inside. Yeah, ooey gooey. Yeah, ooey gooey. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> ooey gooey. Um, yeah. We're gonna have to do probably one of these uh, episodes coming up. We have, you talk about like really good Christmas movies, but you know, yeah. Christmas movies that. Yeah, I, I had posted the other day about this movie called Anna and the Apocalypse, which is has become one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. It's a, it's it's a lot of people describe it. It's a it's a it's a British film, but it's if High School Musical met Shaun of the Dead. And it's okay, really, it's really <laughs> crazy, just like insane. It's a musical, and you get all the musical numbers of the kids in high school and everything. But the world's coming to an end, and there's zombies everywhere, and they have to save the day. Essentially, save them. I, I love this this uh, your your breakdown of it, and I'm very intrigued now. Yeah, dude, I, I highly recommend. It. It's just a lot of fun. It's just I we we love it around here. My kids love it. Uh, it is rated R, so it's not really necessarily a family film. There's actually a lot of blood. Like it's just like it is like Shaun of the Dead <laughs> oh, wow. style. Like it it, remi- it it is Shaun of the Dead. Like that sort of humor, but also that sort of gore, you know, where it's not like right. totally gross, like where you can't watch it, but it's just kind of over the top, just really fun. Right. It's fun. Um, yeah. I think, I think a common debate and let's just talk about it really yeah. quickly when it comes to Christmas movies is Die Hard a Christmas movie <laughs> in your so, opinion. So I struggled a lot with that one. I struggled a lot. And my breakdown uh, essentially came down to, it is a Christmas movie because okay. my reasoning is because the Christmas they're at a Christmas party and if the Christmas party was not happening, they would not be there in the first place. And so the reason for the season is because of the Christmas party and it breaks down to the party itself. Right. If the party, you know, the party could have been a new year's party or something like that. So I guess that's also kind of debatable. That's what yeah, I think. Absolutely. I think because it's a, christmas party and that's the reason they're there that's what essentially makes it a christmas movie so what i i kind of define christmas movies as it has like it it's about the christmas spirit right yeah so i feel like it's just a movie that takes place at christmas time Mm -hmm. as opposed to so i think i think with him like you know for me you know john mcclain you know he's having this you know crazy relationship with his ex-wife right right wife it's been a while it's been a long time since i watched die hard same but you know towards the end he kind of like realizes he needs her you know what i mean like he he kind of gets softened up on the inside a little bit more and he's like ooey gooey i was kind of ooey gooey yeah he's like (laughs) i was kind of a jerk like so he did kind of learn his lesson i guess and that to me is a big part of christmas movies especially when you look at something like uh, christmas carol um you know that's like the ultimate christmas story and it's about ebenezer scrooge realizing that he's just kind of been a jerk you know um well more than a jerk but right um but yeah that's how i see it that's how i perceive it no that's Um, a good call i think you've convinced me because i've been on the other side of that argument yeah and i can see where the other side's coming from too you know it's kind of like 
you know, and it's one of those those debates that I don't really take, and I'm sure you don't either. Like you don't really take it seriously, right? <laughs> no. It's like, yeah. yeah, like it's fun to talk about. It could be a Christmas movie, could not, but it's not going to be the end of Christmas. You know, if you find out Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, right? Exactly. And, you know, and if someone, you know, and you have people have that debate about something like Nightmare Before Christmas too, right? There's that whole thing: mm. is, it, is it a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie? Like to me, it's both. It's you both. Know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could watch it anytime from. You could watch it any time of year. I mean, it's such a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. But then you, when you get to the holidays, it means so much more. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's that's my take on it. But you know, I. Good call. No, that's good. That's see, that's all I needed to hear. Didn't mm-hmm. I just need like give me a reason why it's a Christmas movie and it's yeah, it's not just thing. yeah. Not just yeah, not just because it's snowy and yeah, exactly. and it's not even snowy. It's L.A. So like yeah. Uh, you know, the second one was the the one in the airport, right? The Chicago. I think it was Chicago. And I yes. It was and the third, the third one was the one with Sam Jack. Oh, I love that one. I love that one too. I think fantastic. Yeah, that one's inc- the big, the opening of that movie is int- <laughs> so <laughs> intense. So good. And Sam Jackson, man, just coming out there. I think this was one of his first movies, right? Like, like really breakout lead roles. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he just, man, like I remember seeing him and like, and I honestly, I remember seeing Die Hard and Die Hard 2 before that, but I that's the first one that I really remember watching. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like no, same. Sure because of the Die opening. Hard. Because yeah. of the opening. And Jeremy yeah. Irons is just and I remember too, that was a big thing because he was like Scar, right? So like mm-hmm. you heard his voice and you're like, that's Scar. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a cool thing to like realize. Like that guy plays Scar. Right. Um yeah. Ah, but yeah, good old Die Hard. We'll talk more about Die Hard <laughs> in the coming weeks. Um, there hasn't been any Die Hard news lately. I mean, unfortunately, we know about you know Bruce yeah. Willis. So I mean, that's uh, probably not in the cards. But hey, you know, time to move on from franchise this franchise specifically and do something different, um, which they can do. Um, yeah. That movie has an interesting backstory too. Like, uh, I, I don't. Okay, we're not going to get into that. Right now. <laughs> thing. Um, all I can say is Frank Sinatra is involved, and it's just this whole crazy story. Oh, um, okay. Yes, I'd, I'd love yeah. to learn more. Eventually. Oh, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's based off a book too. Like, there's a book that is based off of, but it only takes like a really small part of it, and kind of it takes a small part from the book and turns it into this whole other thing, which it's not in the book. But they still consider it based on a book, which huh, okay, really I would have bizarre. never would have never known that. Yeah, it's insane. Um, anyways, <laughs> enough <laughs> diehard talk. Um, the holidays are upon us, all that jazz. Um, but since it has been a few weeks, um, there has been news that has dropped over the last few weeks that I've been very, very fascinated with. Yes. Um, and first is um uh the DC news. There's some been some crazy DC news. Um DC finally has its own, or DC films, or what were they going to call it? I have it right here. Um, DC Universe. Um, So the search for DCU now. Yeah, the DCU, the search for new DC Universe executives is over. So the Suicide Squad director James Gunn and producer Peter Safran will serve as co-chairmen and CEOs for the film, TV, and animation division of DC Studios, a newly formed Warner Brothers. Oh. DC Studios, there is a newly formed Warner Brothers sector that will replace DC films. Um, so first, what are your initial thoughts about this? Are you excited about it? Do you think it's good? It's bad? Are you concerned? Um, what are your thoughts? 
I am very ecstatic about this. I don't understand. Like when this news first broke out, um, you know, we have this chat going on. And I think somebody, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, oh, Marvel must be pooping their pants. Yeah. Like why? Does the DC good, good DC movies doesn't equal like, oh, oh, oh Marvel's movies are going to get bad now. Um, it, as a comic book fan, I think it just serves the genre for all of the movies to be good. I think a bad movie in the genre is bad for everybody. So Absolutely. good movies on both ends are just going to prolong the longevity of of the genre. So I think this is a really good thing. James Gunn is incredible, an amazing storyteller, amazing filmmaker. Um, so I, I think this is really good. But what he did with Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, if that's any sign. Yes. So for what we can expect, um, then I'm super duper happy. Um, Absolutely, and I just want to see a new direction. Like I like that they're they're taking what works and then kind of just moving forward with that stuff, and not necessarily having. I I I, I assume they're not going to be super duper committed to the the Snyder stuff that they've developed already. But no. what about you? I agree. And I think that, you know, I mean, obviously we have the news that Henry Cavill is back as Superman. So a lot of people are making that connection. They're like, well, they're not really moving forward if they're keeping, you know, Henry Cavill. They still have uh, Gal Gadot, you know, Mm -hmm. still involved. Um, All the people are still involved, but there are ways to kind of reinvent these characters by using the same actors. Um, You know, we've seen it. Marvel's done it right with like Daredevil. Like, yeah. you know, they took the Netflix Daredevil and kind of, I don't want even want to say tamed him down because I mean, they really, he's still the same character, just a little bit more MCU yeah. version of yeah. Daredevil. Um, so I'm, I'm ecstatic about this news. I think a lot of people, again, you know, it really comes down to perception, right? So a lot of people are saying like, yeah, James Gunn, he's going to, he's going to turn them all comedic, like rated R you know, there's these crazy James Gunnian type stories. And I'm like, that's not who James Gunn is though. No. Like he knows better. Like he, yeah. you know, watch something like Brightburn, like Brightburn, he produced it. He didn't direct it, but he still has a good eye for, you know, he didn't make him, he didn't make that movie his, you know, I, I don't remember who directed that movie, but he didn't make the director do things his way. Right. right. Like it felt very much like a James Gunn thing, but without being James Gunn. Like it didn't feel like a James Gunn project, right. even though you knew he was attached. And I think he has an eye for story. He's very, very good at telling a story. Um, he wrote like, it's so it's still crazy to me that he wrote the first two Scooby-Doo movies. Um, <laughs> I didn't like, know that. Insane. Yeah. He wrote the Scooby-Doo and then Scooby-Doo Monsters <laughs> Unleashed. And um, he's just really good. He, you can tell the passion in what he loves. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you saw what he did with Suicide Squad. You saw what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy, a group of characters. I honestly, I've said this before, but I've honest, I honestly knew nothing about the Guardians of the Galaxy right. before I saw the trailer. I was like, who are these guys? But it looks fascinating. Um, and he has that way to like to tell a story. And he cares about these characters. He cares about these DC um world he's a comic book nerd like he loves comic books marvel and dc like he's not he's not here to pit them against each other in fact i actually heard in an interview which is crazy it will never ever happen and i 100 believe that it's never going down but he did an interview he was talking about how he's he's talked to marvel and dc execs about having a massive crossover on screen. oh my god like having a oh my god versus <laughs> avengers movie like 
I mean, can you imagine just like how much money that would bring both studios? But anyways, like that's, that's how much he just loves both. He's like, I'm not picking a side. He's like, this is my new, this is a really cool gig. Like he's now the Kevin Feige essentially of Mm -hmm. DC. Um, And you know, uh, no matter where your quote unquote alliances lie, like you're going to take that job, you know, especially if you care about the properties, like, and he apparently, you know, um, Kevin Feige has reached out and congratulated him and he's super excited for it. And um, I think it's, it could be nothing. I mean, it can't be any worse than what's come before. Right. Like it, you know, it can't be. And he, James Gunn, he actually today, he he took to Twitter. I don't know if you saw any of this, but a lot of people have been hashtagging safe legends of save legends of tomorrow and hashtag release the ire cut air cut. Um, and James Gunn had, responded to those and he's like like we completely we're listening guys like we'll see what we can do like he's trying to keep wow. the balance with the fandom he's like you know we do want to move forward though like you know our goal is to bring you characters that you love in the ways that you love them mm-hmm. we don't want to sit in the past we don't want to just sit here and rehash what's been done before we're doing things differently um bringing cavill back was a you know decision that they all kind of made together and Cavill was on board and Cavill uh, we'll talk about Henry Cavill in a second for another big project he's connected to um, or isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, Wow. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think it could be nothing, uh, nothing but good. Um, I I think especially like, you know, I I think like the, the beginning of the DCEU was so critically uh, like not great. Let's just say, Um, you know, um, and I don't think yeah. anybody can argue that, but I, I have been on record like saying that I feel like this year DC, like my hot take of the year is DC's been kicking Marvel's butt. Absolutely. Uh, between Absolutely. again, Peacemaker, two of them are James Gunn's projects, Peacemaker and Suicide mm-hmm. Squad, but also Sandman, which I know isn't directly DC anymore, but no, but uh, it's still a DC property, yeah. right? Um, you know, um, Black Adam's a whole other thing, and I think that's deser- like we need to kind of talk about Black Adam because absolutely, the, it looks like it's on track to lose money, like that it's not oh, going it to break even, um, which is. is crazy, and it might not even release in China. That uh, and Black Panther, I heard. So I don't know why Black Panther wouldn't, but I heard Pierce Brosnan wore a necklace that he was given. It was given to him by the Dalai Lama. Really? Okay. And he wore that at, on the cover of a GQ magazine years ago. And apparently that's come back to like oh gotcha. So now like China's worry about re- weary about releasing the film because of that. Did but I see that I did see I saw that, but they also said about Black Panther also for some reason. Um, let me see if I could pull that up. But yeah, um, yeah, I can't see. I mean, Black Adam is still kind of still kind of boggles my mind how the movie turned out as it did even after especially after all these years of production right like was it been 15 years the rock has been attached to it and if we got what we got (laughs) i mean i i think people like have made the argument that the reason why it didn't do so well in the box office is because black adam is not a household name but i mean we just made the argument like guardians nobody knew who guardians was either Right, if you make a good movie, people are going to come out to see it. Exactly. I think that's what it comes down to. And like, I know, I know, you know, we know personally people who love the movie and 
good for them. I'm glad that they, they yeah, enjoyed same. it. Yeah, same. I wish that I loved it as much as they did, you know. But I, I also think that there are times where you really want to like a movie, mm-hmm. you know. Like, you love a character so much and the movie comes out and you want to like it and you convince yourself that you like it. And maybe I think that's kind of like what's happening. Here's the thing. I love Hellboy. I love Hellboy more than anything. But I, I know more than anybody that that David Harbour movie was really bad. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like it was OK or defended because I love the character. Like, I feel like my that character that I love so much deserves better. Mm-hmm. That's what I so. Absolutely. And that's my thing. Like, I'll go watch a movie, like a movie that I'm very excited about. Like, so like, I'm very passionate about the matrix, for example. Right. Like, I love the matrix. Right. First three, right. like I will defend the first three, <laughs> at least the first two, um, the right. third one, whatever. Uh, but then the new one comes out and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to love this movie. Like I'm already like on board 100%, everything I heard, everything I see. Um, and I watched it and I did really like it. Right. I was like, oh man, like that was cool. Like that was amazing. But after you take that step back a little bit and be like, and that's honestly why, like, I don't write reviews for some movies because I, I just, I, I, I have to like reassess my thoughts. Right. And, give it time. Yes. Give it time. Right. And, and, and I, I still think, Resurrections. I don't think it was a bad movie. I just don't think it was as good as I thought it was when I saw it in theaters. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I wanted to like it though. And I know exactly what you mean. I know that, you know, we've all done that. And there are characters and things too, where I've been super stoked about. And then I saw the movie and I was like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm good, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that happens. And I think, you know, people can find enjoyment if they can find enjoyment in it great um but uh yeah i think dc hopefully they stay on this right track hopefully peter or peter gunn isn't that a tv show or something i don't know <laughs> james gunn hopefully james gunn brings james gunn and peter saffron mm-hmm. they run things their way too like i, I really want to see them i hope they take charge and be like let's let's do this like right. Right. You know, and let the filmmakers and James Gunn seems to be a filmmaker's filmmaker, right? Like right. he loves seeing other people do their thing and put their touches on on things. And I feel like he's going to allow people to do that more, which is going to be awesome, Yeah, which is one thing that also the other big one Marvel needs to do a little bit. But we're not talking about that right now. So um, so speaking of Henry Cavill, we kind of brought him up earlier. Uh, he is coming back as Superman, but he will not be coming back to the witcher um we have liam hensworth going to be taking on the mantle of uh you could probably say his name better than me because i Geralt of rivia yes um as a fan of the witcher what what are your thoughts it's a bummer man it's a super bummer first of all i i when we were when they announced that they were going to do a witcher show henry cowell was not the first person that i thought Mm. um they would cast as him um, I was not on this hype train of Henry Cavill for the longest time. He, I would see these interviews and he was like, you know, us nerds, us nerds. I'm like, no, 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 Henry Cavill. You do not get to, like, you don't know what it's like. And then to hear, like, I heard all the stories where he almost missed the audition for Superman because, like, the phone call for it because he was too busy doing, like, a raid for World of Warcraft. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. And, like, he pay, he plays Warhammer. He, like, yeah. 
paints miniatures, builds his PC. I'm like, and he loves The Witcher too. I'm like, yeah, and he's like a huge fan of it because of the games. He played the game and he went back and read all the books and like, and you know, I'll give it to him, man. That's freaking awesome. Like, I think that's what a lot of these. Yeah, these franchises needed somebody to, to champion the stuff like who are, who take the role because they're passionate about the role. Exactly. And I did hear there was I forget what the interview was for. I think IGN did an interview or somebody did an interview with one of the showrunners from Witcher. It was for something different. I think he was interviewing talking about um, X Men ninety seven, and he said how it was important for them to hire on people who are actual fans of of. The, the product of, of the, the the franchise because he said I historically have worked on on franchises where people outright didn't like the source material and he said The Witcher mm-hmm. um, and like that, that I kind of heard you know and, and for to hear Henry like leave after hearing that news like literally weeks after that that story ran I, I kind of can see, I I don't blame him. You know, it's like he's the only one who's campaigning to like you guys. Like this is how it was in the book. Like this is how we should do it. And for people to be like, "Ooh, this, the book's kind of lame." Like, you know, he's bending over backwards for for some for a bunch of I don't know. I no. I don't blame him. I hear you, and I yeah. heard. Well, I did hear. I don't know if this is true or not, but I did hear mm-hmm. that like a lot of the writers and producers of the show weren't fans of The Witcher themselves. Yeah, that's um, yeah. which kind of caused Henry Cavill to not cause but helped in his decision to leave because they weren't yeah. doing it justice. Um, and that must have been that must have been really hard though. I mean, you have you're super passionate about this thing, you got this role, it must have been like a dream role for him, obviously, yeah. you know. And then that happens, and I think he, he it was so cool. He, he did such a good job because he also paid homage to the games. But like he he kind of said it in his announcement of him walking away from it. He said, "My time on The Witcher was filled with monsters and adventure." And yeah. I'm like, you know, and like I don't know, nobody's really picking up on the like. What are you talking about monsters? Like I think it's, I I think it was a lot of like fights, you know, back behind the scenes of like how he wanted the show to be, how the showrunners wanted the show to be, how the writers wanted the show to be. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there was just a lot of disagreements, and honestly, maybe for the show. It, it's easier to not have Henry on it because then they can just do whatever they want, right? You know, right? Um, and take this to a different direction. So, yeah, let him do it. I mean, I, again, I'm not a big. I, I honestly haven't watched the watch The Witcher, so I. I but mm-hmm. I understand people's like frustrations and people being upset and stuff because yeah, this is a character you've been with for what's well, two seasons so far, right? With yeah, him. and he's he's honestly the main draw of yeah. the show. Um, yeah, and- series fantastic too. I think like there's a lot of good stuff, but. It's Henry, you know, like the fact that he's so passionate about it, like makes you appreciate it more. So that's cool. I, I, so there's two things um, I know about Henry Cavill, three things, four, three things. (laughs) Number one, he's a big nerd. Um, Number two, he's an amazing Superman. Like he's Mm -hmm. probably perfect. perfect. And I can't wait for his new, new iteration uh, or this more. He promises a more hopeful version of the character. Yes, which is what which we need. finally love it. Um, yeah. And he is an amazing and incredible Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so <laughs> there's these. You know, the Netflix movie just came out, Enola Holmes two on Netflix, uh, starring Millie Bobby Brown as Enola Holmes, who's Holmes, who is Sherlock Holmes's younger sister. Um, and he is just like aces as freaking. Oh, I gotta Sherlock check it out. Like, I haven't he, seen any of it. 
So, so the first movie was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Mm. It's like one of those kind of like PG thirteen kind of family adventure types films, with like a cool like mystery. It's kind of like it's Sherlock Holmes, but for like family, right? Kids mm. can enjoy it. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, the second one, you know, he's not in it too much in the first one too much. He's shows up. You know, he's Sherlock Holmes. You know, he's, you know, you know, everyone knows who Sherlock Holmes is. Um. And he's kind of mentoring his younger sister. The second one, the movie really focuses around their relationship. So he's in it a lot more. He's just as, you know, this, his version of Sherlock isn't as like serious as some of the other ones. He's a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say relaxed. He is still uptight, but he's very, he's got a the sense of humor about him. He's not as uptight and all this other thing. And I absolutely cool. love yeah. that version of the character. He actually has a personality. <laughs> um so uh, he's great and um and yeah that, that henry cavill is just uh you know we've talked he's he freaking broke the internet just because he was building a computer with that yeah. like, <laughs> i mean come on like who can do that not a lot of people henry cavill can though um and just real quick you had mentioned sandman earlier season two is coming uh they've officially announced that it's been renewed um, thank goodness i still oh. need to watch that one too i'm so behind on my netflix shows i i actually did a little bit of a rant earlier yesterday i believe it was about netflix um I, yeah yeah i, I just ahead. real quick i just have to talk about this real quick since we're on the subject of netflix the witcher nola holmes all these things um I don't know what, I don't know how they're what they're doing with their app, man. Like I, I, I don't know how people discover their, their, their stuff. Like I don't know unless you know what you're looking for. It's super rare that you're just going to come across something new on there that you might like. Um, every other like streaming service seems to have like a for you, you know, like when you log yeah. in, it says what's new or whatever. Like yeah. Netflix is just like this big. It's like like a big jungle, like. I have to search things and like, you know, there's a new T a new show blockbuster on it about the last blockbuster. It's a sitcom. Mm. I wouldn't have even known it was out unless I knew like it was out. Right. So like right. I was scrolling through, just kind of looking for it to see if I could watch, like, you know, put it, add it to my list. I couldn't find it like anywhere on my Netflix, any, anywhere. And so I had to physically search for it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something that bothers me, dude. Like, I don't know. There was I saw a question somebody was asking. They're like, "Do you think Marvel could get away with not advertising their movies? Like, are they at the point now where people are just going to go see them?" And honestly, right. probably. But like, you know, I, I think what people fail to realize is like the marketing is a huge part of it. Even you, we might think this because we're in that bubble. We are like looking up exactly movie news and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? But like the normal person, when I I told. People, I, I forgot. I took my class, and I, I teach a class in entertainment design at Art Center, right. and like, so I would assume that they would know this stuff. But um, I was like, "Oh, Black Panther two is coming out," and people were like, hey, "There's a new Black Panther movie." And I'm like, "What the? What is wrong with you?" Like, I, I mean, but then I have to realize, you know, the general public they need these commercials, they need these ads for it. So the joke was kind of like, "Oh, it should can Marvel." go on yeah. without advertising and then it's like oh like netflix like right. it, netflix does a zero marketing yeah. for anything it's insane they even had one uh wendell and wild was was on there for the halloween season this really great stop motion movie from henry Selleck, director of right. before christmas and jordan peele like it's just like this movie should have been like <laughs> huge right should have been right theaters in my opinion it looks gorgeous the music is amazing like it's just an, a, a phenomenal movie that nobody's gonna see 
You know, like I've talked to pe- numerous people and they're like, "What? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like yeah, Tim Burton yeah. came out with the new movie. I'm like, no, he's not the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. First of all. No, I know. Second of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's insane, man. It's I, insane. I, I also think it's, I, I, I know that they're changing it. Apparently they're going to start changing this starting next year, but the whole, like releasing the whole series at once. Yeah. Versus, I, I, I feel like. It's fun for people that like to binge, but then what happens is you like the show comes and goes, like that's it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like the they'll talk about Stranger Things for well, I mean Stranger Things is an anomaly because that kind of right. just was right. a juggernaut this summer. But like, you know, I think some of their shows just deserve more than that. You know what I mean? Then like a mention, a blurb, like for a couple of weeks and then that's it. Like when you look at like I mean, not to poo-poo on other shows, but like No, I know what you mean. You know what was it rings of power people were talking about that for yeah. weeks yeah. because it was just a weekly release and that show was garbage sorry but man no. like i watched the whole thing and i was just like it was not worth talking about after the first right. couple of weeks honestly and like nobody was talking about sandman and like you know it's so yeah no i know exactly what you mean and even stranger things i actually used that as an example the other day when i was ranting to this about my wife i was like look like Stranger Things is kind of this whole cultural phenomenon, right? Like right. it, it in, infected culture. Like shows rarely do nowadays. It, it's just it's this other thing. But but even then, like I don't, people still aren't talking about what happened in this season of Stranger Things, right? right. People are have moved on to the you know merchandising and you know all these other Stranger Things experiences and stuff like that. But no one's talking about the last episode of this season, right? Yeah. Um, but you look at something like Game of Thrones you know, coming out every week, people were coming up to me being like, Hey, you watch, I, I, I don't watch game of Thrones. Um, but they're like, you know, did you watch game of Thrones? It, like that? I don't want to say strangers, but like people I rarely kind of talk to, they're like, Hey, you watch game of Thrones the other night, like, you know, from work or whatever. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't watch it. But something like stranger things, like the weekend it released, people were talking about it. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, done it's like in the air like and even people are still you know people are talking about like andor right people talking about you know even something like book of boba fett which i do at all for but it's like one of those things where people yeah the weekly releases keep the show going like they keep the momentum up Uh, and i really hope netflix adopts that model because as much as i do like to sit around and binge a tv show on a rainy sunday or whatever or whatever i just i I miss that kind of weekly anticipation. Like so many people work so hard on these shows and it deserves that, like just to be part of that zeitgeist, you know what I mean? Or at least Absolutely. to be part of that discussion for longer. Uh, I, and there's a whole thing, man, because I get it. Like you talked about star Wars fatigue and, right. and I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Disney plus like they bit themselves in the ass. I think this year with too much of like the, the Marvel releases too Wait. many, of the and like the quality wasn't there but book of boba fett and obi-wan i'm i'm sorry they were bad shows like book of boba fett was so i think detrimental to the character i would like boba fett as a character more had i never seen that show Mm -hmm. like he was like they they kind of ruined him um obi-wan i don't know why they decided to give him such a low budget he had the lowest budget of all the star wars it's insane it's it's one of the most beloved star wars characters it's it's you and freaking mcgregor and you gave them like the lowest thing and so i get like people are tired but like 
all of a sudden now Andor comes out and this is possibly some of the best written Star Wars stuff, period. Like nice. I've heard somebody said this is some of the best written Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. When I'm like, wow. Um I I de- easily the best written show, like better than Mandalorian, and I love the Mandalorian. But like, right. I think it, the three F- our episode arc at the beginning was like difficult to get past. But once you get past it, oh my god! Like it's I it's like it's it. like Game of Thrones because like, especially this last episode. Like, I don't want to spoil it. Andy Circus is in the show now. Yeah, um, I know that. Yeah, and saw that. At first, you're like, "Wow, they brought Andy Circus, like, cool." <laughs> and then this last episode, you're like, "That's why. That's I get it. I totally understand why they brought Andy Circus. Like, they needed him for this, right? Role. Like, um, Stellan Skarsgård, Diego Luna. Like, come on, like everybody. Oh, yeah, like, the this whole cast is it's I don't know Tony Gilroy, man, his right. Like, what they did with this is is just fantastic. So, very um, cool. I, I do I do want more people to watch it, but I'm not like screaming at the mountaintops because i'm okay with this being like my quiet show that i like by myself so i'm going to watch that i, I do want to watch the tales of the jedi as well fantastic uh, that looks that looks incredible so yeah. those two are definitely definitely on my list and um yeah speaking of disney um i kind of um so just real quick so they are making a live action hercules which <laughs> um, which uh joe russo and anthony <laughs> joe and anthony russo are producing with guy ritchie directing um, which I think is a good choice. Um, their recent um, comments on this kind of gets me a little bit worried. So I guess it's good for money. Like it's, it's, it's good for marketing. It's, uh, but for, it, frankly, I don't even know what it means. Right. I have no idea what this even means. Um, so one of the quotes um, from their interview was uh, audiences today have been trained by TikTok. right? What is their expectation of what, that musical looks like and feels like. Um, so they essentially said they're making a TikTok inspired musical. Yeah, what does it mean? Hercules. I have n- no idea what it means. I have thoughts about what it might be. It's just it's hard to wrap my around my head around what it could mean because you know, obviously TikTok, we've all been, I mean, if you have I don't know if everyone's been on TikTok, but I know me and you have. Yeah. yeah. It's very short, very quick short, short format yeah short form, yeah short form yeah. entertainment um is that where we're at where we're making movies to be is, i swear to god if i see the trailer the trailer's vertical like... <laughs> right <laughs> to be like short form entertainment like is that uh, where we're headed we're like scenes in you know certain specific scenes and 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 things are in like really really short snippets now like do people people don't have attention spans now look i'm not I'm not advocating for like three hour movies, you know, I would, uh, I don't mind them, but honestly, if I see a movie's three hours, like I have to be in that zone. If I see a movie's an hour and a half, I'm like totally there. So maybe I am part of the problem, right? But like, what, what I don't, I don't understand, man. I'm like trying not to get too worried about this. First of all, I'm not the kind of person like, you know, especially our age, like, right. I'm not the kind of person who's like, Oh, TikTok, man. No, same. I'm not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I embrace it. I actually like really enjoy TikTok. It's actually my favorite social media right now. Um, It's great. It's fun. But to, to create something that's, that's supposed to be long format storytelling. This is the ultimate long format. Well, mm-hmm. aside from like a, a series or a serial, you know, like a film is, you know, meant to be, you know, a long format of storytelling. So 
for you to adopt the storytelling of short format storytelling of like the three minute, like, you know, social media, it's just a weird thing. And like, what am I, am I going to be like watching Hercules and then it's just like a bunch of like, Oh no, Oh no, 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 no. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see like all the little dances and the little shuffle stuff. Like, don't do that. Um, I don't, oh I don't gosh, know. I'd I don't actually know. love that to be honest. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I, I really don't know what that means though. Like, I'm so curious and maybe this will could yeah. be a cool thing. I, here's the other thing too. I adore Guy Ritchie. Like I love Same. Guy Ritchie. Um, and really only because of Snatch. Like Snatch is one of my favorite movies of all time. Snatch is incredible. Um, and I, I just like, man, I can, I trust him, but I mean, I guess like we'll see yeah we'll see how it goes i mean obviously the movie hasn't been out yet so i mean i I don't judge until i see it um just sounds odd uh sounds a little bit i mean also with the russo brothers they've been you know they produced a couple movies this year they did the gray man right which but they also were producers on everything everywhere all at once right like that was that's crazy i i I still I forget about that to be honest. Right. Like, we're producers on that film because right. So like I'm saying 50-50 at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's like, true. Actually, actually, you know, yeah, you got a point. You got a point. They and knocked I, one out right out of the park, and I, I think everybody on is at the top of everybody's best of the, the year list. So yeah, I mean, and and uh, yeah, that movie's incredible. Um, but um, uh, yeah, Hercules. I'm I'm interested. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I I did like I did like Aladdin. Not gonna lie, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. That it was fun. That it was fine. I gotta check it out. I gotta yeah, check it out. It, it's cool. I, uh, but um, but we'll see. We'll see what that means. Um, when that movie comes out, which I think it's slated to hit end of next year or the year after, um, twenty twenty four. So, um, yeah. keep an eye out for that. Um, one of the last things I actually want to talk about is there is going to be a um peak uh on Peacock. There's going to be a streaming of uh, streaming <laughs> service. There's going to be a Crystal Lake prequel television series um from the mind of brian fuller he's teaming with a24 and they're gonna bring us the prequel of camp crystal lake um so uh i'm at first i was kind of at a loss because i didn't know what that meant exactly like what Mm -hmm. again this is one of those pieces of news that's like what do you do with the prequel of crystal lake right because obviously you have the stuff when jason was a child and 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 stuff but you know it's got to have a lot of the jason dna still in it people are going to watch it so there's got to be some other level um he did an interview uh recently so brian fuller um are you aware of who brian fuller is um not so much no okay uh brian fuller he is probably one of my favorite showrunners he's done um Quite possibly one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, that was cut short a little bit too soon. A show called Dead Like Me that was on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible show. I freaking love it. It's hilarious. It's dark. It's twisted. It's just whatever. He also was a writer on Star Trek Deep Space Nine and I believe uh, Voyager, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. That's where he got to start. Um, anyways, he did shows like Dead Like Me. He did Pushing Daisies. Um, he did um, <laughs> cool. something, um, Wonder Falls, I believe it's called. Um, he also, he all, uh, American Gods is one of his as well. Um, and so is um, Hannibal. He did Hannibal. The, the the newer obviously mm. um show on nbc which was also canceled it's kind of a running joke with him that man he have a series 
like go past three seasons. <laughs> and he also did this one episode. Um, he actually had a reboot of the Munsters lined up, uh, which was called Mockingbird Lane. Really, really cool. Jerry O'Connell as Herman Munster, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Izzard as Grandpa Munster. Um, is really kind of a darker, like funnier, kind of more modern take on the characters. Didn't go. The pilot was actually trimmed into like a TV special for NBC. Um, it's actually not bad. It's actually pretty, pretty good. Um, I kind of wish they had done that. Anyways, he's doing the Crystal Lake series. Um, he has, uh, he did a rec- uh, an interview recently about it. They talked about it. They basically said, he was like, look, like we have, we have, we can use everything Friday the 13th. Like Friday the 13th is completely open to us. Wow. Um, so I don't know if you, if you recall, there was a big um, legal battle regarding the rights. That's why mm. we haven't gotten a new Friday the 13th movie recently because the rights are all held up in all these different departments. Uh, apparently television is different. Uh, he was saying how um, they can't make any more Jason movies till they get that figured out. But television wise on the television end, they can use anything they want Friday the 13th. It's all fair game. Um, so he said that to keep an eye out for kind of newer iterations of your favorite versions of Jason Voorhees um, to kind of keep an eye out for these things. He hasn't really specifically said what the show's going to be yet. Um, but, you know, I'm a big Brian Fuller fan and I have complete faith that he's going to do something uh, interesting. Um, I never got to see Hannibal completely, but what I did see of it was just mind, just super weird and mm-hmm. good. Uh, you know, Mads Mikkelsen um, is just amazing Hannibal Lecter. Um, but yeah, uh, so keep an eye out for that. That's coming to Peacock at some point. And like I said, he's teaming with A24. So um, for this yeah. project. Boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be is going to be interesting. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the Last of Us has a premiere date. Uh, the television show on HBO, January fifteenth. I am rushing through the game so I can finish the first one at least before the show. Yeah. Comes. Um, um. Yeah. How far are you into the game? So I'm not very far. <laughs> okay. Um. So just with life and the uh, Halloween right. work and everything, I'm actually um. Have you you've played it right? Correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm at the point where we just lost. Um. I'm going to spoilers ahead for last of us. If you haven't played it yet, uh, just quick spoilers. Um, but what was the, uh, what's that girl's name? The one that was helping him and um, Ellie. Ellie. Uh, what was oh, okay. I can't remember her name either, but uh, she, yeah. I feel so bad for, for not remembering her name, but yeah, we had, we just lost her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're at. I know we still have a lot of game left. Um, it's just trying to find the time and everything to do it. But that's going to be my goal over the next few weeks is to really hammer that out. It's the end of January, I believe, right? Is uh, January 15th. 15th. Oh, middle yes. of January. Yeah, middle of January. Uh, January 15th is going to be. The, the crazy thing is that releases January 15th. I'm, I'm going to assume it's somewhere between eight to, to 10 episodes. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. And then Mandalorian drops towards the end of February. So there's got to be like a three to four week right? overlap of just us living in pedro pascal's world Um, you know what i'm not complaining about that no i love it awesome yeah good for him he deserves it Um, absolutely i i really hope last of us is going to be good i think like the the source material is so good it's hbo like i feel like if i was a betting man like you know I, i would confidently put my money on this being a good show absolutely and i think uh so one of the writers on it and uh showrunners i believe is this uh, gentleman named craig mazin mm-hmm. he's a screenwriter he uh, is 
his early career isn't the most, um, let's just say, best stuff. It's kind of, he did a lot of the spoof, like superhero movie and disaster mm. movie and all that stuff. Um, this was him really trying to break into the industry. Mm. Um, he does a podcast called the... Um, the writing, I think it's just called the, the 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 writing podcast. I think it's called, but he does it with uh, John August, who is another accomplished screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, he did uh, Chernobyl, which was that show Ooh, on HBO. Okay, also. yeah, so yeah, he was also kind of in charge of that. So, um, again, that's another show I didn't watch, but I know it's massively. Well, I've heard, yeah, yeah, I've heard incredible things about it. Um, so I have high hopes for Last of Us, and I think it's gonna. Um, it's hard when you're adapting anything to yeah. from a video game. There's always going to be something that's not right or something. Yeah. But I think this might be. I, I could be completely off off guard here, but I think this is HBO's first attempt at adapting a video game property. Um, I, I don't know. So. I haven't researched yeah. it, but it makes sense. Um, right. So um, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So that I mean, be- it is kind of funny. Pedro Pascal's probably. I mean, before this is most famous. Role obviously is going to be the Mandalorian, where he's Absolutely. escorting a child. Yeah, right. And then here he is again, escorting another child. Totally different. Totally different. Right, but still, like, kind of the same like yeah. concept, I guess. And that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the girl that they got for Ellie, also Game of Thrones alum. Both of really? them are from Game of Thrones. I She's, forgot that Pedro um, Pascal was on Game of Thrones. He was right at right before it got bad. Man, he was like right that's at crazy. that last season. Um, and she plays uh, the Mormont girl who was such a badass in Game of Thrones. So, like, to hear that she got cast, I was like, oh, I don't even, I'm there. <laughs> I'm already there. So, that is um, awesome. Yeah, I- I'm excited for it. Cool. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, so, that comes out January 15th. And the last thing I want to talk about, just real quick, um, because we were talking about Christmas earlier and this plays into Christmas, um, hardcore. Um, so there is a trailer out a full trailer for, um, a Christmas story Christmas. Um, now real quick, have you, you've seen a Christmas story? Of course. Yeah. I haven't seen Um, the trailer yet though. Okay. I should have. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're totally fine. Um, how do you feel about it? Are you a fan? I mean, are, are you like one of those, because uh, at my house, at our house, my wife absolutely loves that movie. Like to, right. to the point to where literally it's on all day on Christmas Day, and even you know TNT will often play that like twenty four uh, on cycle. Yeah. Um, are you like in, like is that is that you like? Can you watch that movie all day? Is it one of those, or is it kind of like that? It's not my Christmas movie. My Christmas movie is Home Alone. The same. Um, same. Yeah, uh, but I do love a Christmas story. I, I love. Fantastic. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. It's top three like easily um, yeah. of Christmas movies. Um, yeah. I, 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 and I think that's, it's cool. It's kind of doing like the, the top gun thing of like yeah. how many years later, like the getting a sequel. sequel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think they're bringing everyone back. Um, you guys, awesome. Um, uh, oh, Jesus. I just, his name just was in my head. He plays the lead character. He plays Ralphie, um, the kid with the glasses. What's yeah. his Name man, this is gonna kill me. I am a good podcaster and I do research, I promise. <laughs> um, um, he actually, it's he, so a little trivia about him. I'm not sure if you knew, um, but he actually helped jumpstart the MCU because uh, he is in oh my Iron god, man. um, 
Tony Tony built one yes. of the, the <laughs> yes. Peter Billingsley with a box of scraps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Peter Billingsley was actually a uh, producing partner with John Favreau at the time. Fantastic, um, and he actually pushed for you know the you know Iron Man to get made, and that's you know he's got a, that small role in it. Yeah, he's the yeah the, the scientist, and he comes back in um, what Spider Man uh, Far From Home. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I just I, I love that about him. I'm like, dude, like you help create this thing <laughs> like how does that it's just it's insane yeah. I mean, he gets no credit for it and i'm um i'm here to spread the spread the gospel peter if you ever want to come on the show please <laughs> please um but yeah he's uh reprising his role as ralphie he goes back home to celebrate christmas and things aren't as as uh easy as kind of he says his dad made it look like um so one of those feel good kind of along the lines of a christmas story perfect um, you know it's funny though because when you hear you know in the trailer he does the voiceover thing right because you know the, the thing about the christmas stories is that the voiceover mm. but it sounds like him so it doesn't sound like the old voiceover guy. Right, right. it sounds like him modern day so it's kind of a little bit off-putting because you're so used to that specific that, that yeah um it looks fun though it, it's coming to um to hbo max uh later this month uh, i don't know an exact date for it um but keep an eye out for that it looks fun check out the trailer a christmas story christmas um looks like to be a lot of fun so um yeah that'll be interesting to see Um, i know we're excited to see it and uh knows a lot of families out there who definitely gonna check it out on hbo max um so christian thank you for joining me today Uh, i'm so excited to be back um and um obviously um you will be back you will be back. I will make you come back, Christian. Um, I will, as as much as you allow me to. I will. Absolutely, here. man. I I love to. Um, and this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Um, where could people find you on the socials? Um, um you can find me uh, Christian Nacorda, C H R I S T I N N A C O R D A. Uh, no space on Instagram. I just posted. I did a, a painting of Diego Luna. Oh, um, cool. So that's that's fun. Um, I, I've been lazy. I'm just posting my demos from class, <laughs> from my lectures. Uh, but it, it, they're cool. They're good. So yeah, they're, come they're check really me out. good guys. They're amazing. So, so. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What about you? Where can they find you? Yeah, you know, all the usuals, TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook, uh, Kevin underscore Hoskinson on most of them, or just search up Kevin Hoskinson. You'll see me with the mic and the little Groot. It'll be a lot of fun. We could talk, you know. Hit me up, follow me. Let's let's yes. chat about movies, TV, Twitter as well. Um, Twitter's a dumpster fire right now, but <laughs> um, uh, we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, find me there too if you want. Uh, post, you know, we uh, we also do a um, uh, for Pastrami Nation. We do our Lego podcast, which is every other week. Uh, we don't have one coming up this week. I think it's in the week. Actually, the week you'll be listening to this that Tuesday. Um, we're going to have our Lego podcast. Check it out. Astronomynation.com. They got a lot of cool stuff. Check out their socials as well. That's where all the links are for all the podcasts and everything that we do there. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it. We got our tickets for Black Panther this Friday. So I'm excited to check it out. We're going to see how it goes. Do you, you have your tickets, right? Thursday. Thursday oh, night, like at 1130. Super oh, late. that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, we'll have to talk about it next week, um, which I think for is sure. a fun, fun topic. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Um, and I hope you guys out there listening are being safe, being careful. It's raining now. It's snowing. Probably it could be snowing wherever you're at. Just be careful out there. Um, happy holidays and uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And as always, stay nerdy, America. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>